0: Welcome to the new. Every experience with God's word promises to be refreshing and transformational. Receive today's message with high expectations as it brings power, light and a fresh anointing to your life. Given a very interesting topic to speak on today, and that's how to become indispensable. You know, thinking about that topic, in reality, no one is indispensable except God. But there's a way you can position yourself such that you are relevant even across generations, across organizations, and across industries. And that's what we're going to be talking about today in Under City with PS. I would like to start with a very interesting story about a young man, uh, I'll call him Toby. Right, Toby, while Toby was in school, Toby was very brilliant, a very sharp guy. Sharp guy. So Toby came out with the first class. So, and I mean, in our Nigerian institutions, we have seen situations where companies come to the school to look for the top of the top, you know, uh, students, right? So a particular company came to the school, institution where Toby was and, you know, recruited some people, Toby and, some other young men. So it so happened that they sent Toby and about six young men on a training, right, to train them on how to serve better within the organization. And after about six months, they had to make a presentation to the uh, chief executive officer. Then what happened was Toby came out tops. Amongst the six, amongst the six uh, people that went on the training, Toby was the first. Well, it didn't just end there. Toby was then required, right, to carry on even much more than the remaining five people that was given that job. About two years into uh, the job, there was a major acquisition that warranted that a new MD comes on block, right? So when his new MD came, it was a very thorough man, very, very interesting man. Uh, There was this very day that he needed to submit A proposal to a client and uh, the MD needed two people that could work on the proposal but it happened that the first set of people that were put on that proposal did not deliver as much as the MD wanted so the MD was really furious and the MD said hey if I don't find someone that can do this properly I'm going to fire the interns don't forget Toby was an intern I'm going to fire the interns all the incense because I don't know why I'm paying so much for people that can deliver value, right? When Toby heard about this news, Toby spoke to his supervisor and asked the supervisor, is it possible that I'm giving this proposal to write? I'm sure I'll be able to turn it around in about three days. But please, can you put in a word for me? So the supervisor gave in and spoke to the MD about Toby and Toby was given the proposal to do. And it so happened that when Toby submitted the proposal uh, to the MD, the MD was very impressed. By, by the time they submitted the proposal to the clients, they got the job. The, the, the teammates were safe, that's the interns. Toby got a promotion. And of course, the company made a lot of money. About four years down the line, the MD was changed again. But this time, Toby wasn't just an intern. Toby was already a supervisor, supervising a couple of people. But Toby had has managed to remain relevant across three uh, managing directors of that organization. Now, the question you then ask would be that, was it, did that happen because of Toby's intelligence? Maybe you have a point. Toby was quite intelligent. So Toby was able to solve problems. But much more than intelligence, what more did Toby have? These are some of the things I would like to go into today. Okay, so what are some of the things that made Toby relevant across four managing directors? Three, I mean, managing directors. Number one, Toby was very valuable. Now, what does it mean to be valuable? Being valuable doesn't mean that you are available, but you're useful. So you cannot just be available, you have to be useful. Uh, working in an organization is not just about going to work every day, showing up at work, uh, uh, attending meetings, but you have to understand what the business, what the organization is about. Right? You have to be able to align the skills that you have with the bottom line of the company a question you constantly ask yourself should be that how does my role in this organization tie into the big picture of the organization how does what i do impact the company as a whole this is a question you need to continuously ask yourself right if you're able to ask and answer that question what would happen to you naturally is that you can even innovate on your work, on your job, on your role. You can, you can think about think of ideas on how to deliver better because you understand how it impacts the bottom line. Don't be that employee that is just task-oriented. Once they give me something to do, that's all I'm doing. I'm not going beyond, I'm not going the extra mile. And I don't see how this impacts the whole, the big picture. All right, so be valuable. Don't just be busy, be productive. So sometimes you don't even require eight hours on a task. You know, the scripture says that the labor, the labor of the four will read them. Why it will them is because a task you can spend 20 minutes for. You spend four hours doing. That is not a productive use of time. All right. So what I'm saying to you here today is that just like Toby you have to be valuable once you are valuable people will recognize your value people will recognize your value in fact it has been proven that for wealth to create wealth wealth you always exchange value for wealth when I talk about wealth this is not in terms of monetary uh, gains alone even people once people know that you are valuable to them People will want to be associated with you. And that is just the law of life. So ensure that you are valuable wherever you are. Ensure that uh, once you are given something to do, once you enter, enter into a system, once you are employed in an organization, some things can be left alone because you are there. You are able to take it up. You are able to make it grow. You are able to, to, to make it better than you made it. Which will lead me to my second point which is have a growth mindset. Have a growth mindset. You know, it's, just, it's very interesting that we are Christians and we have the life of God in us. Uh, we have said it. I mean, we know Christ in me, the hope of glory. But have you asked yourself a question? If Jesus was really at your job today, how do you think he's going to execute it? All right. One of the things that we should understand is that God created man in his image. What does that mean? It means that man is simply a representative of God wherever he finds himself, wherever you find yourself. So wherever you find yourself, you're a representative of God. So if you're asking yourself that there's there's a problem at the office, will God run away from problems? Or will God run to problems and bring out a solution out of it? The character of God is proven across the scripture. You will see, when God created the earth, it was dark, darkness, chaos. Chaos was everywhere. But God was able to enter into the midst of that chaos and bring light out of it. That's the character of God that should be constant in our lives, because much more because we are Christians. And this is what will draw kings to you. The Bible says that you let your light shine. But the brightness of this, your light, is what will draw kings to you. So it means that whatever it is that you have been given to do cannot remain the same. Whatever it is that has been handed over to you cannot remain the same. If you have been given five people to lead, for example, at your workplace, can you pour into these five people such that even when you are not available, these five people can continue the work and your absence will not be felt. Can you make the lives of these five people so much better that they will be willing to even go the extra mile for the organization? Because don't forget, you are also an extension of the organization to these people. When people say they have bad experiences at work, I I mean, if you ask and you truly ask what this is about, you realize that... They had a bad experience with somebody. Are you that person that gives people bad experiences at work? Or are you that person that understands that what I have been given to do cannot remain where it is? I have to grow. I have a target. The company has a a goal. And it's my responsibility to take my role from where it is, even to a better place. I talked about Toby in the beginning. I shared a story about Toby. Do you know that even if Toby wasn't, even if there was no role available for Toby, because of what Toby did when he submitted that presentation, something would open up for him. Because Toby proved that is very valuable to the company. So I have a growth mindset. Seek learning, seek to learn, seek to grow. Always seek to stay at the cutting edge at the cutting edge of innovation. A lot of companies have innovation as their core values, right? So always seek to be at the cutting edge of innovation. Keep asking yourself the question, how can I make it better? How can I make it better? How can I deliver better? I've, I've done it one way last week. Can I improve on the process this week? I was able to attend to this client this way last week and i got so so and so results can i improve on it what much what what more can i get out of this negotiation you know it 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 boils down into different areas of your life really have a growth mindset there isn't be having a fixed mindset and a growth mindset a fixed mindset a fixed mentality would leave things the way they are and but the thing about leaving things the way they are is that time would pass and once time has passed, you would think that you left it the way it it, it was, but you realize that with time, you have actually regressed because you did not move. I mean, let's give an example. If you're driving on third Milan bridge in Nigeria, and you stop in the middle of the road, right? It will seem like stopping means you are fixed, but what you realize after two minutes is that the cars that were far behind you have overtaken you and have left so it will seem like having a fixed mindset is good you're trying to sustain things you're just trying to manage it the way it is but you realize that with time you would have regressed backwards so that's why you have to continuously grow continuously learn continuously be better at what you have been called to do continuously better at the job you have been given to do Why would an MD need to hire somebody else for your role if you have been valuable to him or her? So have a growth mindset. Decide in your heart today that at least for about 20 minutes every day, I want to commit to learning something new about what I'm doing. I want to commit to learning something new. I just want to spend 20 minutes on YouTube or get a book, read a page a day You know, you can even be accountable with your friends. Your friends can help you stay accountable, right? To constantly pour into yourself. You know, research has proven that um, in the next 10 to 20 years, AI will take a lot of jobs away from humans. Are you going to be one of those that will lose their jobs because you did not grow? Or are you going to stay at the cutting edge of innovation that is happening? Are you going to learn new skills? Are you going to learn how to leverage technology within your your, your, your your business or your organization or your role? There's a better way to do it. You can introduce technology, It can be done better. Which will lead me to my third point. This is a very interesting one. And I'll say it's interesting because it's one thing to learn new things. It's one thing to learn new things that are relevant to the problems that are available you know one of the key uh, attributes of a valuable person is that they are always solving problems they are always proactive and they solve problems let's assume you're an accountant at your role at your role right and your company require wants to expand they want to expand into a new country for example and you are probably a manager so you're an accounting manager at your organization ordinarily your company could just go and outsource bringing consultants to help with the expansion from a finance perspective but on the flip side You as an accountant can decide that, you know what? I want to learn about finance. I want to learn about mergers and acquisition. I want to learn about um, uh, management accounting, all right? I want to learn about uh, financial performance, and um, financial planning and analysis, and the likes, because it's still along your, your accounting path. If you decide to learn these things, you would have saved your company a lot of costs by going to hire a consultant. Because you have chosen to align the skills that are needed, you already know that your company is seeking to expand. So, of course, it ties into what I said earlier, that be valuable. So one of the ways to be valuable, you have to understand the big picture. You have to understand the objective of the company. So now you already know that your company is seeking to expand into another country. And your company will need financial experts to do that. They need to know they, they want to be able to make uh you know projections right if we expand what happens to our finances how much capital are we going to spend how much expenditure is going to hit our, our balance sheets and all of that but you are going to learn about it so when it comes when the expansion now happens what would have happened to you is that you have number one you have already grown from where you were so you were an ordinary accountant before but now you are a finance expert. Expert. So now your company is playing in two major countries. But because, number one, you are a finance expert, number two, you understand the business of the organization. You have managed to stay relevant. And your company will still come to you to ask questions when it comes to finance-related matters. You have managed to stay relevant. Constantly seek to align your skills with what the organization needs. Keyword, what the organization needs. What the organization needs. If your company is looking to, to um to hire new people, and you're, you're, you're a HR person, and you have not really done you know hiring, and normally what your company will do, your company will go to an organization to um, outsource the hiring to another company. And guess what, those companies that do the uh, hiring on behalf of another company, they charge you very well. But you have now decided to take up, uh, to learn that skill of recruitment. You would have saved your company a lot of money by doing that. And of course, like I mentioned earlier, don't just learn the skill. Understand how the skill ties into the bottom line, so that when you are presenting to your boss, we are presenting to your MD. You say things like, "I was able to recruit five people, right? We spent about two million naira in bringing these five people in, but over the past six months, these five people have brought in about forty million naira for the company. That is value. Hi, do you see?" That is value. So you are able to tie what you're doing to the bottom line of the organization. You going to align your skill to the objective of the company. That's a relevant thing that you need to do to stay relevant in an organization. You have to understand the big picture. You have to understand the big picture. And you have to be able to tie in your skill to that big picture.
1: All right. So which leads me to my
0: next point which is a very important point be a leader let me say it again be a leader you know when these disciples of jesus asked jesus that who will be the greatest leader of all guess what jesus said i mean you would have thought jesus would say the leader is that person that will sit in the office and not do anything and just ensure that that everybody does everything for the leader but that's not what jesus said jesus said the greatest leader of all all is the greatest servant of all so when i say be a leader what i'm really saying is have a heart for service if you're going to stay relevant you have to have a heart for service which means that you are always willing to serve. It's your willingness to serve that will push you to go the extra mile. It's your willingness to serve that will push you to learn more about the role that you have been assigned to. It's your willingness to serve that will ensure that you have a good mindset because you want to ensure that you are always able to serve in one way, one way or the other which is what leadership is really, really about. So in your organization, you have been hired as an accountant. You are you're managing the account payables of that organization. What more can you do? Is that all you can offer the company? In fact, let me tell you how this will even play out in your organization. If you're willing to serve, you understand that the reason you're working is not for the money you have been paid because you understand your worth. You understand that the company cannot really pay you for what you're offering. So you know that what you're giving and the reason why you're doing what you're doing is because of your heart of service. This way, nothing external can affect your work. You won't say because you are not paid your salary, of course, which they should, which should be paid, you stop giving value. Because you have positioned yourself in a way that you are always there to serve. If you read through the scripture, you will see that the people that carry the mandates for God Himself are people that had a heart for service, had a heart service. So you want to stay relevant to that organization, you have to constantly ask people within the organization how you can help. So you, you then see that even the heart of service is not necessarily for your boss at all. Even your colleagues, you are seeing that your colleague that is struggling at, at the job and you know a lot more about the task than the person. But your heart of service will then lead you to train or coach this your colleague, so that your colleague is better. If you are a supervisor and you have uh, you have a subordinate that you're working with, right, that is not delivering on their performance, your heart of service will push you, will cause you to ask questions: What is going on? Why are you not performing? Then when you understand and see the reason why it's not uh, the 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 employee is not performing, you are able to help them provide a solution. That's what your heart of service will will cause you to do. So you see, you have to understand that relevance, even in the world, comes from service. Relevance in the world comes from service. The greatest leader of all is the greatest servant. The greatest leader of all is the greatest servant. The MD of the company of a 200 member company is serving 200 employees. 7200 200 employees. You are probably a supervisor of five people and you're serving five people. To increase, to grow your capacity, you have to start thinking of how you can serve more people, more people, more people. So be a leader. Understand the place of, of service in everything that you're doing. Understand how it ties into all the other, the, Uh, Points the four points I mentioned earlier. Understand that you need to know the big picture of the company. If you don't know the big picture of the company, there's no way you can serve appropriately. You can't serve appropriately. And of course, serving would always lead you to having a growth mindset. You are probably serving where you are as well, doing the best that you can, but you still don't have a growth mindset. The greatest leader the greatest servant of all, understand your place. Understand your place and seek to serve. Seek to serve. One of the things that you're supposed to do as an employee is to take burdens off your boss. So if your boss is managing five tasks and he decides to assign two to you, if you seek, if you seek knowledge on how to deliver those two tasks faster, It wouldn't hurt to ask if you can take on more. So you see that your acts of service would always push you to ask, what else can I do for you? What more can I do for you? This is how we stay relevant, guys. This is how we stay relevant. This is how we stay on top of our game. This is how we stay on top of our game. Because you will always be at the cutting edge because you are willing to serve. So be a leader that understands service. Be a leader that understands responsibilities. And see how you will be relevant across dispensations and across generations. I told the story about Toby when I started. If you check that story properly, you see how it relates to Daniel in the scripture. How Daniel was relevant across four administrations. Four different kings served in Babylon. And Daniel was relevant to four different kings. Isn't that powerful? Isn't that powerful? When we check the life of Daniel, we realize that Daniel had a heart for service. Daniel wanted to know how he can help. So always ask, how can I help? You are trying to get a mentor. Let me just chip this in. You're trying to get a mentor. You don't get a mentor by telling the person that, I want you to be my mentor. You look for where you can serve, you look for how you can serve that person. Look for how you can be of value to that person. If you solve a problem for that person, you're going to catch that person's attention. So if you solve a problem for your boss, you'll catch your boss's attention. And don't be afraid to talk about what you have contributed to the organization. Don't be afraid to say, say it. Because there are, I know a lot of us are listening to me right now constantly give of yourself, you do a lot, but you would almost feel like people don't even recognize what you do. See, every opportunity you have, don't be afraid to share how you have contributed to the organization. But how you're going to share it is, 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 how you're going to share it is in such a way that it ties to the general objective of the organization. Always seek to tie what you are doing to the general objective, right? So I would just like to encourage you this, this morning. Christ needs you to stay relevant. Christ needs you to stay relevant. God needs you to stay relevant. Because if God was in your position, God will be relevant. God has always been relevant from time past till now and in the future to come. God will always be relevant. So you can also be relevant, you can also be relevant. Don't just stop at being you and being relevant. Also raise people as well. Pour into people that will carry on the legacy that you've started building. Like I mentioned initially, truly nobody is indispensable, truly. But your ideologies, can be indispensable. Your ideologies can be indispensable. So, take five people in your organization, pour into them, pour yourself, replicate yourself in them such that even when you leave, people will still be relieving your impact in that organization. That way you have become indispensable because your legacy lives on even after you have gone. It lives on. So, what are some practical things to do immediately? Number one, seek to know more about what you're doing, about your role. Seek to know more. Read a book, one page per day. I won't. Don't take it. Don't take. Uh, don't take a chunk at the same time. Take it little by little, step by step, one day at a time. A page per day, or a chapter per day. Read a book. Be accountable get a group of friends that will that will go commit to this growth journey with you so you guys can grow together. I it mean it's easier when you go in a in a company. Right? That's why we even have a community in the new. You can leverage the community that we have we have in the new. Go grow with three people. Two or three people. You guys can go on this growth journey together. Number three, find a mentor. Someone that is where you want to be find a mentor. Alright? the person can show you the things that you need to know. The things that you need to know to stay alive. So find a mentor. And like I said earlier, to get a mentor, look for how you can serve the person. All right, so right now we're going to take our crate. I'm I'm sure that this has helped you and has blessed you. So let's lift up our right hands and take our crate together. As sure as God helps me, I will not give up. I will not cave in. I will not quit. I will not fail. I will not fear. And I will not die until my job is done and victory is won. I am the new and I love this church. Have an amazing day ahead, everyone. God bless you.